So you got your coffee? Got my coffee. I'm all set. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 123rd Church Mag Podcast. Well, hey, I watched Batman vs. Batman last night, finally. You so, oh, we can fine. Do, we can do, 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 do a movie talk if you want to do a movie talk. It was, it was good. Um, solid B. Solid B. Yeah, but mm-hmm. see, to me, the super great hero movies that are a solid B is like an automatic watcher. Because the fact that it's a superhero movie automatically, like, upgrades it a letter. Um, yeah... No, that's not true, because see, the fact is, the reason it's not an A is because it was a superhero movie, and they, they did a lot of things wrong. Oh. What did yeah, they do that's, wrong? That's what got it. Are we already having that conversation before the podcast starts? Yeah, are we, are we doing this or not doing this? Cause... Well, I guess we could do this. This week's episode is brought to you by That Church Conference. That Church Conference is coming in just a few weeks, September 20th and 21st. This is the most practical training you'll find in church communications, and this year, they've got an incredible lineup. Unfortunately, the event is sold out. However, for the first time, they'll be live streaming the event online, and you can snag your tickets for only $149 if you go to thatcc.com. That's thatcc.com. And because the guys at the church conference love Church Mag so much, they decided to give everyone a big discount. So go to thatcc.com and use the coupon code CHURCHMAG. One word, church mag, and you can save 50 bucks. That's 30% off. That's quality church communication training for your whole team for less than 100 bucks. Pretty awesome. Go sign up right now, thatcc.com. That's thatcc.com. Hey, that church conference is sold out, but that doesn't mean that you have to miss out. This week, we ended up talking about the Batman versus Superman movie. I'm not sure how, but we did. And we recorded it, and we called it a podcast. <laughs> if you'd like to join the fun, you can use the CMAGCast hashtag or email us directly at podcast at churchmag. That's podcast at churchmag. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag podcast. Apparently, I false start the podcast, and <laughs> Phil and Jeremy were like, well, are we doing this for the podcast? Because you haven't introduced it. So let's try this again. Um, I guess we're... Phil, was it last night? It was last night. Last night, night, yeah, upon this recording, towards the end of August here, Phil finally saw Batman vs. Superman. Now, I have not seen it, and I look forward to seeing it, because superhero movie. And Phil said that it was, you gave it a solid what? You said B or B plus? I said B. I mean, you could, if we talked about it, I might adjust my rating, but for right now, I'm giving it a B. Okay, I'm a little bit in the dark on this, so I'm going to play... Um, the listeners who haven't seen the movie in in this conversation, and that is, I then said before I started recording, well, I was recording. Oh, this is complicated. As I said before, because it's a superhero movie, doesn't that give it an automatic upgrade to make it an A? I don't know. And what was your response, Phil? I forgot already. No, because the reason <laughs> the the reason it got a B is because I really meant I didn't remember the reasoning, Phil. I knew that you said no. I'm giving you the reason. I said the, I, my next words were Thank the you. reason was, and you interrupted me, <laughs> Eric. Eric, that's what my wife does to me all the time. <laughs> I start to say something. I start to say something. You know, we, this is how you know that we love you, Phil. Right. Is Jeremy and I interrupt? I you. start to say something, and then she says. You know, well, I'm not asking you that. I go, I'm telling you the whole thing if you just shut up long enough. But, you know, whatever. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to edit that slightly, I think. No, she won't listen to this. 
And and honestly, <laughs> then she'll say to me, and how many times do you, do you interrupt me in a given day? And then I'll say, yes, ma'am. Because so, I got a real problem with that. As, as you were. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's because it was a superhero movie, specific, specifically Superman, that they got a B plus or, or they got a B. I'll say a B because they they keep messing Superman up and not in like a like a he's a Superman costumes too dark or no, not any of that stuff at all. They just keep messing up the mythology. You know, for a long time, Phil, I, you know, I knew they can't. They had the Superman and then they didn't. They did another Superman. And finally, I was like, I need to watch these. And we finally watched them. Back to back, complete, complete letdown. They were just which ones? I, I, I'm, the um, the the last, the most two recent. Oh, uh, so, so Superman recent. Returns. Yeah, and the one before that. That was an absolute joke. They were. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm Superman this. Returns is the uh, one from 2005. That one was an absolute. Okay, yeah, that joke. was terrible. Yeah, terrible. Oh, it was the worst. I don't. Like, I'm like, can they not? Can they not do this right? First of all, let's break this down. They tied on to the Christopher Reeve movies, okay, which were terrible. And I have friends who are older than me who were alive when those things came out and like going, you don't understand, man. Like me. It was amazing. I'm like, no, you had low standards, okay? No, okay, I agree. In my childhood memory, Phil, they were amazing. But we rewatched them probably three or four years ago. Uh-huh. They were just they were they were just so bad. Right. I mean, maybe all movies in the eighties were that bad. I don't but, know. But, but, but think of but, this though. Okay, he in the one movie he gets so rage rage face that he turns back time, right? But he turns back time by flying around the Earth so fast it, it r- r- runs back on its axis. Which okay, that's kind of comic comic booky. All right, that's that that would that would have flown in the Silver Age. Okay, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Of the fifties and sixties, that's not a credible thing to do in the modern age of comic books or movies. I know it was the seventies, so there's the creators were creating out of their their mythos of the childhood. So I get that, I understand. But what complicates it though is that for a time travel sequence, it doesn't work because no one is back to where they were when time was restarted. Like if you move the Earth back like four hours to avoid Lo- Lois Lane dying in that movie. Why is Lois Lane still where she was when she died? She should have been back where she was four hours prior. And so given that scenario, there should be two Supermen flying around. You know what I'm saying? It's just dumb. So that there's the whole those old movies were stupid. So they cut off the last two of that series because they were just the worst of the worst. And they said Superman Returns is like a reboot sequel after Superman Two from the seventies. So that ruined it right off the bat. Because there's this kid and there's this questionable parentage, but when when Superman and Lois, you know, uh, were when they knew each other, knew each other biblically, when they did that, he was not super anymore. He would he lost his powers. So how could this kid get power? It just just so jacked up. Then the big bad guy in Superman Returns is a giant freaking rock. Jeremy, did you watch this movie? Yeah, I did. Well, did. Are you agreeing with me? Are you, you're getting really quiet, and I'm, I don't want to have some secret pushback. Why don't you sniping some pushback at me? <laughs> I think that the I think the big difficulty with Batman, Superman, and that DC universe is they didn't start thinking about the whole episodic process until after they realized they could make some money off of it. And so I feel like they went down that route, realized 
to make money because it's about it's a Superman platform, so they're going to instantly make about a million, uh, hundred million dollars. And then they realized, oh shoot, we can make a whole lot more money. So let's go ahead and just tie this into a whole franchise because I think that. Um, well, they saw Marvel's success. Yeah. Well, I mean, Avengers came out in 2012. Man of Steel came out in 2013. So they were working on Man of Steel when Avengers released. Right. And Man of and Steel was, uh, you can easily tell it was a standalone video. And then they somehow yeah. tried to make it into an episodic film. And I yes. don't think that they did a very good job of it. My wife and I were talking last night. If they had thought they'd realized this was going to become episodic, they would not have chosen, they would not have chosen, um, Amy Adams for Lois Lane. Sure. Just because of the cost or because of her? Because she's not very good. <laughs> like, I don't care. I, I don't watch them. No offense. I don't watch the movies for Lois Lane, but my wife's like, she's not very good at this. And I think Lois Lane's plot line in Superman versus Batman was just totally unneeded. Her tracking down. You've watched it yet, Jeremy? I mean, versus Superman, I have not watched that one. Okay, this is not a huge spoiler, but she's tracking down this story that's tangentially related. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Phil, Lois Lane is tracking down a story? Let me guess, for a yeah. newspaper? This this is this is full yeah. of spoils. But, I don't uh, know what to it's, think. It's so. tangentially related to the big bad of the whole movie, but not really. Like, you could have just taken it all out, and it wouldn't have mattered at all. It was like, literally... What about the Batman part? Because the Ben Affleck... I, I still, like, him as Batman, I can't put my head around Okay, it. okay, well, I gotta go back real quick and fix Superman. Okay, finish, finish the Superman rant, because we all know that Superman is near and dear to your yeah, heart. Yeah, I've so got, this Superman, really... I got Superman, I'm literally sitting here next to my book of Golden Age Superman comic books, I've got a Superman water bottle and a Superman coffee mug, and my Superman ring is in the other uh, other room, I'm waiting to put on. And, and you're wearing your Superman underoos, we get it. Those though. don't come in my size, so let's well, not pretend. Well, if they did, I'm just saying. They did. But they don't. Okay? Let's just be clear. They don't. <laughs> but if they did... All right. So, Superman Returns, he fights a giant kryptonite island and gets, you know, obviously injured as a result because it's kryptonite. And in the whole... In the movie, they gone through at one point and did a long exposition of his powers and, and where he comes from. And it said, he's powered by the radiation from the yellow sun. And so here he is dying of kryptonite poisoning in a hospital and no one's like, let's put him in the sun. You know? It was just dumb. So here we are, Man of Steel. It's like eight years later, okay? And uh, they take great pains to explain how Superman, you took him um, as a child, it took him a year or so to adjust to Earth's atmosphere. And in the mythos, the reason he gets his powers is because he's been on Earth since childhood, absorbing solar energy, Okay. Zod's guys show up, and like within within twelve hours, they they can breathe the Earth Earth's atmosphere and have full range of superpowers on par with him. It makes no sense. So then now we go to Batman vs Superman, and Superman his character was he doesn't talk well the movie he's just brooding okay, and I get it they did a good job with the storyline but. Batman was awesome. A Batfleck, I was impressed. He did a good job. He played. He looks more like Bruce Wayne than Christian Bale did, because he has that. He has plus he has that old look to his face, which is because Ben Affleck's a little older. But he looks like he's been in a few fistfights. He looks like uh, like an old bruiser. Like he's just been. He's not doing this for a long time. He's paid his dues, and he should have retired a long time ago. It's. It's pretty good. He's not the like 
he's not amazing, but it's pretty good. And I like the idea they have a, they they, they kind of make fun of the the the, the Nolan movies by um, early on. Uh, Jeremy, you want to close yours for this one here because it's kind of a good little point here. But I this is some stupid. Oh, okay. You don't watch these movies, buddy? I'm not going to watch Batman versus Superman and all the the DC comics. I'll be honest. Yeah. They've done such a terrible job terrible of job. setting yeah. up this whole no, mythos within totally. the movies, at least, that yeah. I don't care. Yeah. They're, they're just a whole bunch of individual movies that they're trying to make right. into this big production. Well, okay. So exactly. Here, here's the thing is as far as DC versus Marvel goes, Marvel has always been, I think personally, more about the collection, whereas DC has the iconics, Superman, Batman. I mean, we're talking serious iconics compared to any of the, that, yeah, I did see that. I guess that, but I think guys, I, that was my opinion going into it. Let me give you, I think I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit nice to DC on this one here. Okay. Whoa. Phil is going to push back. I'm gonna, on Jeremy. I'm gonna push back positively. So here, here's so here's the thing with, with um with the movie, is that it's setting up a pretty big storyline. Okay, so this is the official Church after Man. After the fact, spoil. I don't know, Jeremy. I, look, after Man of Steel, sure, but this movie here, going going forward, they know where they're going. It seems like. And I did, did but they, I but, but they you, just to put everything into perspective. They've completely shifted who's directing it. They've completely shifted the. Tone but, of the Jeremy, movies if because watch, people if you watch like Iron it. Man one, no one thought that was going to become the Avengers. Sure, absolutely. I'm so, so it's it's not it's not unheard of. It can work. So Batman Batman versus Superman is is this the start of the reboot in your opinion? Or is it's it- the start of the shift. It's not a reboot. It's, a, it's, a, it's I think Jeremy's right. This idea of a shift. They're shifting the whole thing around. So here's the official Church Mag spoiler alert. I'm going to give away the entire plot of the movie. Um, if you don't listen, you know. Fast forward about five minutes. Okay, so basically, um, Lex Luthor. Wait a minute. There, so this this is a comic book superhero movie, and the plotline paraphrase is going to take longer than five minutes. I'm giving him a buffer. Okay, buffer. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. Right, yeah. go. So Lex Luthor um, basically creates Doomsday out of Zod's dead body. Which I thought was a little bit weak, okay? And the kid, and they again, my contention is Zod would not have the solar energy in his body to to be powerful. And and they do make it do a good point. Zod is still dead because he didn't have enough solar energy like Superman to come back from the dead. Which we'll get that in a little bit there. But when Superman fights Doomsday originally, Doomsday kills him by draining all the solar energy from his body because so many punches. In this version, Superman kills Doomsday with a kryptonite spear. And the kryptonite also weakens him, and Doomsday stabs him to the chest, and he dies as well. Okay, so Superman's dead. At the end of the movie, you can hear you can hear like a heartbeat, like one 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 after another, but it's like a minute gap. Like he's actually he's actually not dead; he's in a coma, which is how it happens in the comic books. He's he's functionally dead, but his body is slowly regenerating because of the solar solar energy, which will happen to Doomsday too if they don't hurry up and get Doomsday thrown off into space. But anyway, um. In the movie, Batman is studying Superman, trying to find out who he is and trying to track him down and uh, figure out if he's a threat or not. In his course of his research, he discovers some files from Lex Luthor that include, like, the Flash. And so we see we see Barry Allen do some Flash stuff, which is pretty sweet. We see a, a clip of Aquaman, and we see the creation of Cyborg. And it, it did not feel... Jeremy, I thought it would feel like it was bootstrapped character development. It didn't feel that way. Because the way they include Wonder Woman was pretty sweet. Wonder Woman is shown in pictures dating back to 1918. 
So you can tell this, this it's kind of cool. The woman has more experience than the men do, <laughs> right? Like they're like, they're all trying to square off against doomsday and, and, um, and Batman says something and Superman says, he's a, he's an alien from another world. He's from my world. In fact, and, and one woman says, I've done, I've fought aliens before. <laughs> it was perfect. They're like, guys, I've been doing this for quite a while. It was pretty awesome. It didn't feel bootstrapped. It didn't feel like, oh, let's give a hat tip to the ladies. It felt really good. Um, and her character was pretty, she pops in the movie throughout before that, the, the climactic scene from the trailers. You know, I thought she was with you. It pops in from before that. So, I feel like they're preparing the, the DC universe fairly well, Jeremy, but here's the, where it gets confusing. Okay. So when Batman's doing research on Superman, he keeps having these weird dreams and I don't think it was explained. It sounds like he's having weird residual effects of scarecrow gas. Cause at one point he's got a, he has a nightmare of Batman, the Batman costume kind of like the one, uh, remember when Batman begins when, when, um, Scarecrow sees Batman after being dosed with the, with the toxin, and Batman is all dripping with ooze and stuff. It looks all creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a vision of that Batman coming out to, to ba- basically kill him. So he keeps having these weird, like, Scarecrow-esque dreams, and in one of them, it's like the Injustice storyline, where Superman's a totalitarian dictator and is ruling the world with the Iron Fist. But the planet itself looks a lot like Apocalypse, which is Doomsday, uh, which is uh, Darkseid's homeworld. And um, later on in the movie, we see we see, in fact in that in that vision Batman has, there are these winged creatures. There are Dark Side's minions, and they're flying around everywhere. So it's like he's dreaming some sort of weird merged injustice versus apocalypse kind of weird storyline. So then, while he's doing research, he has that he's having that dream. He wakes up and he sees the Flash in a Speed Force time portal. Like the Flash is because the Flash can do that. He can run fast enough to go back in time. And he realizes he's gone back too far. Basically tells him, you're right about him. You've always been right. Fear him. Fear him. And we're like, fear Superman? Is this going to be an injustice storyline? Did, did Flash come back to warn Batman that Superman will one day take over the world? Or is this fear Lex Luthor? Is it fear what, what Superman is going to bring, like Apocalypse? Because at the end of the movie, when Lex Luthor's in jail, he says, they know we're ready. He's, he knows we're ready. Or uh, he's hungry. He's coming. You know? Meaning, who? Who, who would Lex Luthor be afraid of but Darkseid? And then we go to Lex Luthor's apartment or his uh, his mansion, and they're doing – the police are getting evidence, and they see this painting. And it's a painting that looks like an apoc- apocalyptic Renaissance masterpiece. But as you zoom into it, you can see the the demons look like Darkseid's minions, not like demons. So has Luthor been contacted by Darkseid? Has he mean has, – has he been – you know, manipulated by Darkseid? Is Batman being psychologically manipulated by Darkseid? It's hard to tell, but it seems like they're ramping up for a pretty serious storyline. And so with Superman dead, Batman says to Wonder Woman, help me find the other ones like you. Because he knows there's, there's you know three or four more you know, metahumans. And Wonder Woman says, well, why? And Batman says, they're going to have to fight. And because Batman knows something's coming, and Superman's dead, so they have to unite in order to, to face this greater threat. So, it didn't Jeremy? It didn't feel like they were they were. I was afraid they were going to rush the storyline and do a do a, a, a cram together Avengers esque stuff. It seems to be a little bit more more organic than I thought it would be. So here's, I guess, the big thing that. I'm concerned about is I feel like, and maybe this is just perception and I, and I don't actually know the process, but it comes off as 
they are trying to make an entertaining movie that is going to make a lot of money. Whereas the perception with Avengers and the Marvel universe is they are creating great comic book geek stuff because they're going into all these different lores and things that, I mean, Dr. Strange, how many people before the movie started to be produced knew who Dr. Strange was. That was not a comic book geek. And so I think that they go, I think that they go really deep into the whole comic book geek process as opposed to DC that's looking at capitalizing on their main people, not necessarily going too far into this universe, at least until they started doing Suicide Squad. But that's a that's a set up into that next set. So I, I guess it's kind of difficult. I'll say this, Jeremy. Marvel's got a clear phase, has fairly clear phase one, phase two stuff going in phase three there they they know they're doing and that kind of stuff dc's is a little more shaky and i don't think we knew phase one really during phase one right you know we we, we could see we can see phase one looking back now so i think there might be a little we need to give a little bit of room for that because let's let's face it this is kind of like a weird imagine if iron man 2 and and thor were combined it's kind of like that in a weird kind of way mm-hmm so I, I and I don't think it's I don't think it was as good as Avengers. I think Avengers was a much better movie, sure. but I think it was a solid B effort. Yes, tell me, show me, have me here and talk to a person that says that the DC universe is not a Me Too kind of platform and really believe it, and then I will probably start to be sold on that process. But I feel like they're just simply trying to do what Marvel has already done, which. In of itself is not a wrong thing. They are more than entitled to do that. But from a nerdy perspective that tries not to focus on the whole popular culture, but they are just engrossed in their own mythology, that gets really hard to try to connect with that population. Like, ooh, we want to make money too, so we want to do this too. It almost goes against the grain of what comic book people Maybe it's not so cynical though. Like they wanted to make the money. Maybe it's like we didn't think that uh, that kind of movie, that kind of storyline, that, that multiple movie, multiple character storyline would work. But maybe it will work, and that's what they're doing. Right. I I think in general, Marvel is always been more about the group than DC is a lot more about the individual. Because a lot of people, when Batman versus Superman came out, it was like a big eye roll. Like really, you're going to mix these two universes? Whereas Marvel, since you know. It has always been a lot more of a mixed universe in that sense. There's been a lot more crossover uh, instances, so it seemed a whole lot more natural. And it'd even be more natural if they hadn't screwed up and lost their Spider-Man rights early on. Yeah, and Marvel's storylines, or Marvel's teams, have always been greater than the sum mm-hmm. of their parts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whereas Superman's got some amazing stories where he's all on right. his own. And same with Batman. He doesn't need the Justice League. Yes, you know Batman. Although I gotta say, Bat- putting Batman with a team is awesome because because Batman does not like working with the team. But Batman, in the end, is a fantastic team player because Batman will make the sacrifice no one else in the team will make. Agreed. But if I were to go back and do this again from my own perspective, I think that the Justice League wouldn't have happened so quickly 
though that's what they decided to do. I don't think, I think that all the personal narratives would have played out and they would have tried to do something, but it would have failed because everybody's on their own. And then all of a sudden that's when the deep dark thing came together. Doomsday happened. And then they had to band together as opposed to let's kill each other. Oh wait, he's dead. Now let's form something. amazing. I I think that makes sense. Jeremy, the problem is that's almost a direct Avengers ripoff. Doing it this way kind of makes it their own kind of thing. Plus, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking of it as an Avengers ripoff. I'm thinking of as that's what happened in the comics. Well, understood. But with this scenario here, Batman's already way older than Superman. He doesn't need another origin story. We, in fact, they give they give origin clips in the movie. So, like, in case you haven't seen, plus it's been Nolan, done so many times. Yeah, in case you've seen the Nolan movies, it goes back through it in this movie here. Like, for it's like twenty minutes. It's not a big deal, and it's interspersed. It's clips. So now there are going on. There's some dumb moments in this movie. I'm not gonna. They're so dumb. I'm not even gonna talk about them because they're spoilers and they're stupid. But overall, I think it does pave the way for a, a nice storyline if if they make it work though see here's here's the jeremy where i agree with you after this they have to slow down like you could this movie worked but jamming a batman superman and wonder woman in one movie okay because yeah. what a woman's gonna get she'll, get she'll get her own story her own movie next year i think uh, or maybe later this year and it on her because she needs one on her own because she's got a fantastic story. It sounds like they're they're giving her a great storyline in this in this version of her character, and it could be it could be awesome. Um, I think it's neat how how cinema has evolved to the point where we have series of movies. I mean that that's a fairly new phenomenon, really brought on by. The, the the Marvel universe. Yes. They're the ones that really pioneered this. Oh, so totally. as much as it's like, oh, DC's copying it, in some way it's because Marvel really pioneered that. The idea I mean, had you said ten ten years ago, fifteen years ago, hey, why don't we do a series of movies? Well, how many? Like, I don't know, fifteen. What? They would right. be and like that's too expensive. That's crazy. Who would do that, you know? And it's it's really well, pretty well, cool. I, I think it's more than that, Eric. I think you're you're down and right, but like a series of movies. Oh, that's Rocky. We've done it before. The Godfather. Right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no I mean, a, a multi-character, multi-narrative series. Right. Oh, Where what? they even stand alone on their own. Exactly. How do you even do that? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's pretty. Intense. And but the thing of it is, is you would have thought they would have DC would have caught onto this earlier because. I remember watching through Smallville and how cool it was to be able to see so many different DC characters right. together. Mm-hmm. You know, see, it's I, like we've seen snippets of this before of having everybody mixed together. I stopped watching Smallville after like season six because it, it became more of a soap opera and it got really, yeah, 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 really yeah. annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, guess my thing is, is I feel like DC has such stronger characters overall and and i'm a marvel fan so this is a marvel fan saying this but i think the dc has such stronger characters overall you would have thought that of anybody that wanted to explore the individual stuff especially if you want to make money would be to have those individual characters that eventually tie in together and do their own thing but at the same time i would say if they get to that point where they're able to do more with it try to lay it out within the script because there was such resolution in the, in the two, to the two Superman movies. Where does that go? And then how in the world does suicide squad play into anything? Like where does that look in that process? And it just feels like there's a shotgun effect. That's what it feels from the outside perspective. And as a 
comic book geek, I don't want to do the shotgun experience. I want to do the whole narrative, create the universe for us, which right. Avengers did. They, they're they all over how the world you, and all over the map. See, how, how do you see Suicide Squad fitting in, if at all? I'm not going to watch it. It's just too violent and dark for me to watch. Really? Maybe, Is it? I, don't, I don't know enough. I haven't even seen trailers for this stuff because I'm pretty isolated. Yeah, maybe I'll watch a TBS cut of it one day. Like that one, and I know we're going to know Marvel now, but Deadpool, I can't watch those movies. They're just way too violent and graphic for me. So, but like Suicide Squad, I, I feel like, Jeremy, here's why I agree. That movie did not need to happen now. You know, that one should not have come up now. That should have been come up later because people now are trying to figure out who the heck is the Suicide Squad? Who are these people? This is a, that's like your Doctor Strange movie, Jeremy, where no one knew about it except the hardcore geeks. And Doctor Strange works because now we're in phase three. We've been doing this since 2007. You know, it makes sense to, to throw that movie out there now. Suicide Squad did not need to, have, need to happen. Marvel wanted some quick, some quick money and some quick success. And they thought, well, What'll make a what'll, what'll make a new Deadpool is being made. What'll make a quick buck? Let's get some anti heroes out there, okay? And let's get some 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 sex and some violence. And that's the best way to do it is to use Suicide Squad. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, as a DC f- fan yourself, you pass on that one. Good I do. Know. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. And and I will say, Jeremy, that I was pretty pessimistic about Batman versus Superman and. Quite a few friends of mine that, you know, I really trust their opinion on, on the geeky movies when they all said, this movie surprised me, which, I mean, that's the way I would be pretty pessimistic going in. The fact right. that they came out of it really, they they really enjoyed it. That really encouraged me to uh, look forward to seeing it hopefully now, sooner than later. It probably helps my threshold was so low. Yeah, see, yeah, like, maybe that's in, part of it too. I went in expecting a, a, a C. Plus, Jeremy's right about them having such strong characters. I mean, th- the last Batman trilogy was so good, you know. Yes, and I think Jeremy, that's why they didn't. They're not going. That's why Batman just got thrown into this one here because they don't need to do no, another origin on Batman. They've done it to death. They have. It's like Sp- Spider-Man: Homecoming will not be an origin story, and I don't need a Batman origin story. That's fine. We can if we can build off what was already there. That's wonderful. But what? What about everybody else on the Justice League? I mean, they're all they're nothing. all getting their own they're all getting their own movies after the fact, though. After the Justice no, League see, has already see, started. Okay, but hold on, hold on. This is a, this was Dawn of Justice, and so Wonder Woman's actually been in the movie and done some stuff. So. She'll get an. Uh, she'll get her movie this year, and it'll probably be a, a little bit of a backtrack, like leading up to the movie, which is not terrible. Um, but Flash, Flash's part in the movie was supposed to be out of order. It's Flash from the future, and then sorry if you if you came back in <laughs> spoilers there. Sorry, um, but Aquaman and Cyborg don't really appear in the movie at all, so they've just been mentioned. So it's kind of like in like. Um, X-Men, where they've teased mutants before they actually get a, 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 a real role in a movie. Like Kitty Pride um, was teased in like two movies where she actually got to do anything cool. So it's kind of like that. It's not like they introduced the character, you know, like, who's this guy? What's he doing? And this, it was literally their screen time combined was five minutes or less. I know, but their screen time com- is combined, but... Are all of those videos going to come out in a in a quality where it's going to be great? And then, well, that remains to be seen. The, well, the Aqu- Aquaman set pictures have been leaking for about four years now. 
So they've been doing his movie. For, they've, been, they've been getting working on it for a while. Scripting, character development, um, you know, special effects. They've been doing his for a while. I think it'll be good. Flash, I don't know about. Now, I, I don't, and what's frustrating here is this is where DC is frustrating. They don't link their TV and movie uh, empire. Which is annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's but, frustrating. But yeah. honestly, it's like it's like the comics where there's multiple storylines going on from different versions of, of the universe. It's there's true. That. And honestly, Marvel's doing the same thing. Marvel has launched their TV series off the movies, but then no one's going to go back to the movies and the TVs. And they're talking about not even casting Daredevil from Netflix in the Daredevil movies. So Marvel's going to be pulling a DC on this one. Because you know why? If they bring someone from TV to the movies, then their TV salary goes up too. And they don't want to do it. They're they're cheaping out. Interesting. Well, time will tell ultimately with this. I think, Jeremy, at some point, you got to give it the time of day um, and give it a watch. I, Jeremy, I run that on Redbox. I paid a buck fifty. So I'm, I, 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 Exactly. And that's what I'll do too. I won't be yeah. investing the the money into i'm not gonna support something i don't actually believe in yet i also also finally saw force awakens um two weeks ago and it was awesome yeah watch it twice in a week yeah i I was i was late on it it's honestly my favorite star wars movie now it's pretty good yeah it was good it was really good like everyone was worried about what would happen about another death star that one was a little frustrating. But. Well, okay, but here's the thing, though. I looked at it, and it's kind of like, because the, the Empire and the Rebellion, or the, sorry, First Order and the Rebellion are kind of in the same spot they were before. So it's, it makes a little bit of sense, Jeremy. You know, they're, they're kind of in the same position. And if you're a if you're despotic, you know, Nazi-esque leader, what are you going to do but build a giant weapon? Well, but they're, they're the books, whenever the non-canon books now, Yes. Provided a lot of great opportunities that did not include the Death Star. In fact, there's mega ships. There's um, there's other Jedi right. that are Agreed. crazy. There's an entire um, organization dedicated to assassination that you could go down. Um, there's right. a whole new alien race that all of a sudden is extremely powerful that the Emperor realized was there and never wanted to engage in. But they didn't do any of those. They did. Oh, here's another Death Star. But see, Jeremy, that, that could be your point about how like they they fear how nerdy can we go and folks still follow us. War, war never changes. So there is that. I agree with you. I, I think that they could have chosen. It's kind of like with Superman, and um, there are way better plot. Like the first movie when he fights Zod, there are way better plot lines they could have done. I mean, seriously, do we, why do we always have to go to the Kryptonians? He doesn't have to, his first villain should not be his origins. You know what I'm saying? No. fighting Krypton the first time. It's just, it's just like with the Batman movies. They didn't do Joker until later. But see, I think that was good though. That was good. I think it was a good way to do because that, that, that gives you who's, who is Batman? Because Batman almost creates the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know that was that was okay. I didn't really care for the scarecrow element of it, but Ra's al Ghul was a fantastic um, villain in that in that, that storyline. Um, I, I felt bad that they had to bring Bane in the third one because it was going to be the Joker's. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he was going to have that one too. Well, all right, guys. Um, if you're listening to this, waiting for the Jesus Juke or the Church Tech Juke, <laughs> it's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers, Jeremy, just go see it, okay? Don't be, don't be poopy. Well, I'm not spending 15 bucks on it, so I'll. It's not, guys, it's not oh, theater, dude. It's I not wouldn't spend 15 bucks. <laughs> right, it's not I wouldn't spend 15 bucks, Jeremy. It's not even in theaters. Go to Redbox. 
Oh yeah, I'll I'll do that one. But the the Suicide Squad and the upcoming no 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 no. no, 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 no. Wait. Phil said don't go see Suicide Squad. I trust Phil on this one. It, um, look, it, some people won't be bothered by it. I just have a problem with the violence. I just can't do it. The fact that it's so kind of discombobulated with what they're trying to set up, I just I don't know. We'll see. It might be an important we'll story see. for the storyline though, so I don't know. Maybe. Or you can read about it. Jeremy, If you, when you finally do watch it, just please tell us what you think about it. Please. Can you do it? Will do. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess we did that, didn't we, guys? We did a thing. Jeremy, where, where do you live at? Nope. Colorado Springs? Colorado Springs. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. Hey, you're looking it up on Redbox? I am. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait until I get to America, guys, to see Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Hey, Jeremy, the 7-Eleven on 825 North Nevada Avenue uh, seems to have um, both a DVD and a Blu-ray copy of it. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Do you know where that's at? I do. I do you know where it's at. at. It's about 20 minutes from here. Oh, wow. Oh, there you go, Jeremy. It's available. If you hurry, if you hurry, it's, if you hurry it's available now. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag. You'll find the link in the main menu. Go to churchm.ag, that's Church Mag, churchm.ag, and while you're hanging out on Church Mag, send us a message and subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every Friday. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Every time stupid Apple makes a new phone, I see a thousand blog posts about how there are supply shortage. There are um, supply chain shortages that will hold up this this thing. I'm like, no, it won't. Apple makes it work every time. Yeah, it's like weird. It's like press is what it yes. is. It's to get people psyched up. Oh my gosh. They might not make enough. We better go right. to the Apple store the night before and wait in line and camp in a tent so we can get one because there's a shortage. Right. Yeah. Almost every tech person I've listened to this year has said, do not buy the new phone. Oh, yeah? Why is that? It's just not going to be worth it. Mm. How do they know that? Yeah, that's and that's just such a subjective statement, too. Yeah. Well, and they're basing off of only the rumors. Yeah, but. I got, I got an iPhone five, bro. That it's overheats and freezes up at least at least once a week. So it's gonna be worth it for me. My personal body heat probably just nuked it on the inside out.